How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Here's how to throw it. Loading up. Going deep. And he's got a man. It is caught by McLaurin. Fox telecast yesterday. Welcome back. Grant and Danny on the fan. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings kicking off the second of four and a half hours today on National Championship Monday. You know, it's a shame, Danny, because we're going to be talking so much NFL and Commanders today that we won't really pay much attention to Texas Christian, a 13-and-a-half-point dog against the Georgia Bulldogs national title game tonight. Danny Cannell was with us late last week. Awesome. We'll re-rack that at 6 o'clock. He was incredible at breaking down this matchup from all angles. So you'll be able to hear some of that interview tonight right here on Grant and Danny. But – Hey, the Commanders deserve it. A 20-point win. We're going to be discussing their victory throughout the day. A lot of angles, including the Sam Howell performance, to pour into. But I actually wanted to hit something that took place before that Commanders-Cowboys game on Sunday. And that was a story that came out in the Washington Post on Saturday. Uh huh. This was written by Sam Fortier about offensive coordinator and play caller Scott Turner. The story was about players growing in their frustrations in how he calls games. You don't see this very often. How about this sentence? Nine other commanders who spoke on the condition of anonymity to be candid about a coach expressed frustration with the play calling. They complained about predictability, an abandonment of the game plan against Cleveland, and Turner's tendency to deviate from plays that are working, which several players described as the coordinator outsmarting himself. We can go on and read excerpts from this story. Two things. Number one, it's pretty clear if nine people are willing to tell a reporter from the paper that they're not very fond of how the game's being called, that's a really bad sign for Scott Turner. That goes without saying. Also, this is not a knock on Sam Fortier. It's tremendous journalism reporting. Indeed. It's his job. It's exactly what he should be doing. This is a job I used to have to do, and, and Sam does it very well. This is also a really bad sign, though, for this culture that we keep hearing about from the commanders. Exactly. The unnamed source, nine different players jumping on the pile, this dog pile on Scott Turner thing. Two things can be true. Maybe they need to move on from Scott Turner, or maybe the players and him are not seeing eye to eye, and they got major problems with their play calling and their identity and their OC in that offensive huddle. That's possible. Also, you know how hard it is? When, when you're doing Sam Fortier's job to get three or four players to go off the record to talk bad about somebody, when, when you're putting a story like this together to try to provide some color based on what you know about the team, to have nine guys willing to bury the coordinator. We're hearing a lot about 
you know, team and, and these guys growing together and coming together and culture. I don't ever remember nine unnamed players on anything during previous eras. Like, that's a pretty big deal. C-Y-A. This has been a staple of towards the end of every coaching slash savior's tenure uh, here. That doesn't matter the, the, the circumstance. doesn't matter if it's a coach, if it's a GM, if it's the team president, if it's the new PR guy, whatever it is, you cover your own butt. When things don't go well, everybody's looking for someone to blame. Guess who we've decided to blame here? It's Scott Turner. That's point one. Point two, I'd actually say thanks so much, Scott Turner, for your time. I would move on. I would do something else next year. I think both things can be true. But the idea that getting rid of Scott Turner solves every one of these issues I think is naive at best, and I think everybody understands that. But that's kind of what this is attempting. And, again, I'm not blaming Sam. He just did the good reporting. But there's somebody in here with an axe to grind that wants to pretend that the reason they didn't beat the Giants twice is because they didn't run the ball or something. Or they got, a, got away from the game plan against Cleveland or something. And, you know, Turner can be the fall guy, and that's fine. Um, but it sounds to me, reading, reading through it as I did, and this, you know, had, had they lost to Dallas, this might be the biggest story instead of how Sam Howell played. But they didn't, so we're talking about that. But this is a big deal here, right? This is, to your point, and you, you, you stole my thunder. I was going to bring that, that very thing up. We brought in these people, you could pick the year, just to change things. This is pretty familiar, isn't it? You guys have read this one before, haven't you? Haven't you seen this one? It's not my fault. It's someone else's fault. Uh, it, we, it didn't go well because we, you know, we, from Vinny Serrato telling you we handed the, the coach a playoff roster, you didn't, by the way, to, you know, to, to this thing right here where you're looking at somebody to let them know that, wow, this is the weak link. This is what failed. And there's other things, too, but really the offensive coordinator getting away from the game plan. That's what did it. No way. Yeah, I'm at a point where, as far as Scott Turner goes, like it has been three years where their offense has been bad. Yeah. And it's been a bottom five offense in yards per play two of the last three years. If you had success to fall back on prior to this, it would be a lot easier to assume that the problems are more uncontrollable than they are something that you can help fix, if that makes sense. Like, if he had been a wildly successful coordinator with a great resume previous to calling plays here, it would just be easier to defend him if you wanted to. The fact is, there's no track record of success because he hadn't really been a play caller and an OC for an extensive period of time before getting here. So that's number one. I guess maybe this is complex thinking. I know oftentimes people just want to, who's the problem? Give me that one guy, throw them out. They are bad at quarterback. They are not good at their personnel, player choosing. On the offensive line, I think they handed him a bad situation because those guys couldn't protect on the interior. And the offense, because of quarterback play and the personnel department helmed by Rivera, was probably fighting an uphill battle. Um, that all said, is Scott Turner one of the best play callers in the league? Absolutely not. Is he one of the best offensive coordinators in the league? How can you even make that argument right now? You should always be striving to have one of the best at everything, period. If you don't have one of the best, you probably always have to try to figure out, can I upgrade? Can I do better? The commanders entering yesterday, 26th in the NFL in points per game, uh, under 18 per, 27th in EPA, expected points added per true media. To read, though, from this uh, 48 piece in the post from the, this weekend, quote, this week, players, and again, these are the unnamed sources uh -huh. that are throwing Turner under the bus, players consistently pointed fingers at play calling, 
but acknowledged there were other issues. Some said there was poor communication between offensive position groups at times. By the way, that's also largely on the coordinator, in my opinion. Sunday's season finale when rookie quarterback Sam Howell and other young players will take the spotlight could help Rivera make final evaluations of Turner and what went wrong. I will be curious to see if Sam Howell playing well in some way benefits Scott Turner in the end. But I guess my big takeaway from this story is really twofold. One, I wouldn't want to be Scott Turner going into this offseason. Uh-huh. Another year where this offense statistically underperformed and was bad. You can't say you don't have weapons anymore. You got McLaurin, who's outstanding. You got Dotson, who's terrific. You got Samuel, who's not used well or properly or enough for my money, who you pay a lot of money to and is pretty good. You've got Robinson, who was a thumper and a highly regarded running back uh, by all the, the analytics departments and PFF beloved. You've got Gibson. You've got McKissick before he got hurt at the running back position. You know, all having contributed over the course of the year. The tight end position, dramatically under-delivered. The offensive line under-delivered. But in terms of skill groups and weapons, great starter kit. you, you got to find a way to, to be better than 28th in yards per play. I'm not asking you to be fifth. I promise you, I, I don't think with this quarterback room, you should be the number one offense in anything, which they were in time of possession, by the way. But I, I need you to be better than 24th in scoring and 31st when you're in goal to go and 25th in the red zone and 25th on third down. Because one of the problems is, and again, none of these quarterbacks are particularly good in terms of Wentz versus Heineke this year as a starting QB. But the results are pretty much the same no matter who's in there over three years now. You pull a QB out, you put another one in, and it's kind of the same thing. So at some point, you got to start thinking big picture about other changes that could be made. Now, here's the problem for everyone who just wants to go get a new offensive coordinator, though. Remember when Jay Gruden was going into years where he was on a warming seat mm-hmm. and he was trying to get defensive coordinators? Yeah. And he had a hard time getting qualified really good ones? Yes. Ron Rivera's going into year four if he's still here and we all think he's going to be. Exactly. And it's going to feel very lame ducky, to be completely honest with you, especially with this ownership situation where you don't know who's the owner. Can you go get a great offensive coordinator? Could you get, like, a Cliff Kingsbury if you wanted to hire him or a Frank Reich, you know, one of these former head coaches? I don't think you can. You've got to do the OC equivalent of, like, a Ronald Darby signing where somebody with with a tarnished reputation needs to get right for a year. You need to demonstrate some progress, then you get yourself back in the good graces of the coaching ranks, and you know we'll, we'll kind of move on from there. But it's a tough needle to thread. This is not a good situation that people would want to come to when it comes to the, the ownership level and everything else. The starter kit on the field, if this was a normal franchise, is absolutely desirable, right? Because if you're a good offensive coordinator, you could probably start scribbling some things down to get Curtis Samuel the football more than twice and have it go for minus six yards uh, in a game like this or you know, not go months at a time without using Terry McLaurin. Um, to me, though, it, 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 again, it's what compli- the situation is so complicated with, with the Snyder and the ownership thing, but it's why if they're going to actually start anew with a new owner, again, God willing, that happens, and it happens quickly – then the clean break needs to happen ASAP. Like, whatever this is needs to hurry the hell up. We need to know one way or the other because I think whoever's coming in to, to take charge of this thing needs to know one way or the other. And as you start going part and parcel with it, whether Rivera has earned another year or not, because of all the other decisions that have to get made, because we don't know who the quarterback's going to be, because he's probably not going to accept a demotion in terms of uh, a personnel and things like that, we need to just start, you know, clean slate, et cetera. But to me, the one thing I want to point out, want to get your take on this, 
This paragraph is the one that jumped out to me from the Sam Fortier story. Turner tried several times to go downfield, talking about Wentz um, uh, against the Browns. One person with knowledge of the team's play calling, who spoke on the condition of anonymity to evaluate Turner, criticized the approach and pointed to Wentz's second interception. The person conceded that on paper. The vertical concept works against cover, too. If Wentz hadn't overthrown the ball, Samuel probably would have had a huge catch, maybe even a touchdown, but the concept demands Wentz hit a difficult low-percentage throw. How many people are, quote, familiar with the play calling? I guess you could claim that a player in the huddle is. When I hear that, I think quarterback or coach. Yeah, I think coach. And I think one coach in particular. Now, again, I have no inside information. I don't know anything. But it seems to me that the identity that that a certain person wants, they had it in Carolina one time, and they think that's the way the football's supposed to be played. And and they get their jollies when you're thumping downhill and everybody's between the tackles and, uh, you know, it's a cloud of dust and everybody's physical and we're throwing rocks at the wall and and that's that. That's what that sounded like to me. Again, I have have no proof of it. I'm just telling you what it sounded like. I want your thoughts. Well, I – my first thought is I hate guessing who sources are. I, I mean, I'm just going to level with yeah, you. Yeah, no problem. There. I like, understand as, as someone who used to, to be a reporter, in air quotes, uh, I hate that. It is reckless. It's dangerous. I mean, it really is. I know it doesn't sound like a big deal. It could have been anyone. So I, I would hate to say that sounds like Rivera, and it's not Rivera. There's only a few people that I would consider to be intimately involved and knowledgeable about calling plays on this team, and it's – Turner, anyone on the offensive staff, offensive coaches, Rivera and the quarterbacks who have the earpiece in. Here's the problem, though, with guessing, is that you could make the case maybe, you know, you could word it that way, if it's a receiver, it's a tight end, it's a lineman, right? They might be intimately knowledgeable of the play calling. I don't know. So now all of a sudden you're casting a wider net. But for me, I just wonder, this is not to say that you you can't go get another coordinator. I just wonder what is the best-case scenario for what they would be bringing in here. Who's willing to take on the gig? Yeah. And Rivera's history, essentially, is only hiring guys that he's mostly worked with. Del Rio, which I still don't quite grasp how he got here or how we landed on Del Rio, and thank God they did because he's been their best coach on the staff, in my opinion, over the last three years. But mostly it's just, hey, were you in Carolina? Did you ever – Hang out with Ron Rivera and Charlotte. You did? So they're just going to call Mike Shula, is what I'm telling <laughs> right. you. You know, the OC when they went to the Super Bowl with Cam Newton. That's funny. Who's on the Bills staff right now as an assistant offensive coach. Is that better? He's called plays before. He's had success in this league. I'm not sure. But the problem with this and almost every other conversation we're going to have this offseason early on, until we get clarity on what's going on with ownership, it's so hard it's to a predict. Mess. Because if they're further along than we know in the ownership sale, let's just say in a hypothetical where, like, they're 80% of the way to a sale with Bezos and we just don't know it. Well, Bezos could already by proxy be calling some shots and saying, hey, I want this guy to be my OC. I've already talked to him. Blow him out. Hire him. Hey, I want to move on from Ron and I want to do this. Like, he could be doing a lot of that if he's almost about to take over the team. And all that's left to do is dot the I's, Mm -hmm. which is not what I'm suggesting. There's another side of this, though, where they're nowhere near a sale. And what you think could happen starts happening where Dan starts to try to pull the rabbit out of the hat, so to speak. And maybe Dan starts calling some shots. Like We just have no idea. We have no clue. There's no clarity at all. 
But I know this, when nine unnamed players, plus the quotes that they have from Logan Thomas post-game last week where he said, you know, we have too many good football players to only be scoring this many points, are starting to come out against your coordinator. That is bad news bears uh, if you are that OC. So I just can't imagine it was a comfortable week for Scott Turner. Phone lines are open, 800-636-1067. is how you can give us a shout on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. Let's go to Brian, who's in Reston on line six. Brian, what did you make of that story in the post about Scott Turner? Um, you're right. It was very – thanks for taking my call. It was very revealing that uh, you could get that information out of the players that they would even say that much, you know? Yes. You, you, don't, you don't usually see that. And, and so that shows a lot of frustration. Can I just say a few things and you cut me off because uh, I am I'm a native Washingtonian. I've been around going way back over the hill gang and even past. Sam Howe, we lucked out. I real I, I know you're going to say I'm all in Sam Howe being franchise quarterback, but let me just say he has got a rocket arm. And I watched him at Carolina where I went the last two years when the games were televised. And the reason last year, one of the reasons at least, I don't know, I think you ought to talk to Mac Brown, have him on, have the coach on, what happened. There was also a quarterback coach that, after the draft, talked about how lucky we were to get Sam Howe. Yeah, it's Phil but Longo, they, who's now the OC yeah. at Wisconsin. We just had him on the other day, actually. Oh, did you? Great. Yep. Well, well, he, you know what? He's a big, big uh, Sam Howe fan. But anyway, they changed Sam Howe into a runner. And I don't mean – I mean – he ran through the middle. Yes. He ran like he ran for that touchdown. He is not like Heineke. He's a bruiser. And I worried about it because he got – I know they're bigger in the pros, but he can run and dodge, and they've got a real threat. It's a, Just think of this. We have never, except for RG, but he didn't learn how to slide. The big thing I was amazed at watching the game was Sam Howe has learned how to slide <laughs> because RG never learned. Anyway – he, he is a bruiser, and he is a threat, and he has a bullet arm. And if they get a good quarterback coach in, someone that can keep on working with him, look, let me just say one last thing. Rippin, Rippin couldn't throw the short pass. We won the Super Bowl. Our, uh, Doug Williams, he was on his last legs. and In fact, he had to force Joe Gibbs to put it back in. Schrader, he said to Schrader, the quarterback, get out of there. He didn't. Th- he could barely stand up. Appreciate the call. We're, we're, we're a lot of different directions. Yeah, there. Now we can run through Schrader and some of the check down. We're yeah. running through all the quarterbacks yeah. from the Gibbs era. But I appreciate the call. So, yeah, I know people are excited about how I want you to be. Uh, that's a good thing. There's you're, reason to be. You're going into the offseason. You're pumped about what you saw. If you watched Sam Howell yesterday and you didn't come away somewhat intrigued, I don't know what to tell you. That's the starter kit. And I, I just don't know how much of a comp I've got physically to Heineke. I think they're similar style players, but I, I think that there's not a single thing I don't think how would do better with enough reps. I really believe that in terms of arm strength and mobility and athleticism, making all the throws. There's a reason one was in the ACC and one was originally thought of as a first-round pick and one was drafted in the fifth round. I mean, he's, he's just – he's got – some NFL skills to him, which is really, really important. Uh, I, I, my only hesitation, I mean, people are going to take this as I'm out or I'm down on him, and if that's what being a, a realistic person gets me, then I'll gladly wear that today. 
I'm just not going to sit here and pretend like 19 passes is enough to know anything yet. In either direction. Again, if he was 0 for 19, I would say calm down today yeah. to people that, but, w- that want to dunk. If he was 19 for 19, I would say calm down. Well, if he was 19 for 19, it would be even more exciting. It'd but be neat. We are also being very selective. Right? I mean, it was, it was a fine performance, and there were a lot of things because he's really young. Plenty of good. That yeah. are exciting. That's exactly what I want it to look like for a young quarterback is for him to flash, right? I mean, we watch – we've seen a lot of young quarterbacks extensively that didn't do what he did in that game. You know, like if, if Dwayne Haskins, God rest his soul, had played like that in, in any of his early games, I would have felt a lot differently about him. Like that's an exciting performance to see and to dream on a little bit. But it was a month ago that people are calling in and saying – that Taylor Heineke was the guy of the future, and uh-huh. we just can't see it. And, and a lot of the same people now are going to line up, and it's because of desperation. You know, yeah, we're all desperate. It's because you want this, so you're going to try to speak it into existence. I am saying Sam Howell might be able to play. I look forward to seeing the next time he plays again what that looks like. In the meantime, my job running a team is to try to add as much talent at that position as possible. And I'm not going to turn any opportunities to find an answer down. But what they need to weigh, I think, Danny, is if Derek Carr costs $30 million a year, is Carr at 30 mil a proven NFL starter who will give you 27 touchdowns and 12 picks every year and, and be a 17-game starter? Is that better than how on a rookie deal? Like, that's now the debate. If you can get Garoppolo, but it costs close to 25, 30 mil, is that better than Sam Howell? These are the types of conversations they need to be having starting tomorrow after Rivera gets done with his press conference with reporters. 100%. How do you build the best team sustainably? Not eke everything out for you know eight or nine wins to be the seventh seed. How do you build something that's legitimate and sustained? And that's, that is the question. That's why those guys get paid a lot of money. And frankly, they failed so far. Heisty's going to have some huge news on DeMar Hamlin coming up in the update you will not want to miss. So make sure you're locked in. Grant and Danny with you. Jay Gruden at five. We still got to spin you around the NFL at some point. Seahawks, not the Packers, despite everyone crowning Green Bay going into last night, get the final playoff spot in the NFC. And Black Monday has arrived. Multiple coaches fired in the NFL today. We'll get into that as we continue next right here on The Fan. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. 
Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. He's Danny, I'm Grant, this is The Fan. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings, Falls Church, 52-75. Leesburg Pike stopped by for our last Buffalo Wild Wings show of the season. Commanders, 20-point winners, 26-6 over the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get back into the game in just a second. Some notes from around the NFL. First of all, amazing news out of Cincinnati, where DeMar Hamlin has not only left the hospital, but returned to Buffalo. What a scene yesterday, by the way, as the Bills returned the opening kickoff back for a touchdown. True story, Danny. I'm in my car driving to the game. I can't wait to hear what happens, what the scene's like. So I'm listening to the tail end of the pregame into the start of the game with the Bills radio broadcast on Sirius XM, and then the opening kick is returned for a touchdown. Your boy's wiping tears out of his eyes. It was astounding. It was movie script stuff, you know? It was the kind of thing where that would happen. There'd be a bunch of slow-mo. The voiceover would carry on, you know, and, and they would be champions, you know? Then it would fade to black, and they'd give you the story of each character. How it is was that unbelievable. Possible? I don't know. How does that happen? I don't know. It was, it was perfect. So, uh, different for me, we had an event that uh, the whole family went to that was supposed to be, we'll go over there, we'll come back, you know, probably around like 115, Uh We were in the car until almost 5. Because of the traffic around the Beltway, which then meant traffic around everywhere else. And it was one of the craziest, most miserable things in the history of mankind. You were in your car for hours? Yes, yeah, secondary to the to sounds like a Did really you serious accident. Did you miss the accident. commander's kickoff? Yeah, I mean, I had it on DVR, so oh. I, I got back then. Uh, yeah, not ideal. Nobody was thrilled uh, about it. So, but uh, yeah, that, that was, that was, if you tried to go anywhere yesterday in the greater D.C. area, you were just pummeled uh, traffic-wise. I think it depends on which side of the Beltway, because I was over on the McLean side where yes. they shut everything down. Yeah. I went to FedEx Field yesterday and had no issues. Yeah, no, isn't, that, isn't that ironic? So, the, yeah, the, it, uh, it could never be right. But, yeah, but the, but the point was I ended up listening to a lot of that on the radio, and I just kind of shook my head in disbelief. I was like, that's, that's just not possible. Like, it's not possible. It like, I, I understand that it happened. I've seen the highlight ten times. I'm aware of the information. That's just so beyond unlikely that it was, it was perfect. Uh, elsewhere, it is Black Monday in the National Football League, which is what they call the day after the season because of all the coaches that get fired and get those pink slips. So, Lovey Smith found out last night that he was getting booted by the Houston Texans. One and done in Houston. How about the Texans, Again, by the way? Rather, yeah. They hired David Cully last year, and I didn't understand how or why David Cully got hired because he'd never even called plays, but they're a terrible team. Nobody wanted to coach, so they hired David Cully. And the only thing worse than maybe hiring someone that it seemed like there are only 32 of these jobs on the planet, you might be able to figure something else out, was only giving him one year, and a year where no one was going to win there. So you already knew you were going to stink this year. Do what they do in baseball. You know, just have some bad former 
like minor league manager, manage your team to 100-plus losses for a few years, and then when you're ready to win, go hire Buck Showalter. Instead, they blow out David Culley at the end of last season and hired Lovey Smith. Now, again, in isolation, I would tell you, Lovey Smith should not be getting an NFL head coaching job in 2022 after his recent college run and his last run in the NFL and how long it had been since he'd been an NFL head coach. That seemed very odd to me. But the only thing worse maybe than, again, citing on Lovey Smith to hire for this team that is bad that no one wants to coach is only giving him one year. You can't just keep hiring these coaches, firing them after one season, so they will go back to the well to hire a third coach in three years this offseason. They have had, by the way, four coaches in the last three years because they had Bill O'Brien and Romeo Cornell, I believe. In 2020, yes. In 20, which means four in three years. It'll be five over four years. I wouldn't take an interview with that team if I was anybody credible. I don't know how that GM, Nick Casario, I think is his name. He's yes, it is. from New England. Former New England guy. He was, he was I, in the room of Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick managed things. I don't know how he still has a job. Shouldn't. Uh, he should be blown out. Like That is an absolute joke of an organization. Their owner right now is on the short list of worst owners. Everything about that organization is inept. And by the way, can you believe what happened yesterday? Poor Texans fans. They beat the Colts 32-31, to going for two at the end of the game to get a win. So they improved to 3-13-1. And because of that, they pick second, not first. Yes, they do. So they would have had the first pick. They would have drafted, very likely, Bryce Young out of Alabama to be their quarterback of the future. Maybe they'll still get to it number two. My guess is the Bears either take him or, likely, trade back and someone else comes up and gets him. But the poor Texans fans. I mean, yeah. Kick him as many ways as you can, I guess. Now, if there were... You know, if they were under investigation, their owners were for like, you know, six, seven different outlets and accused of all sorts of harassment and different things, then they could kind of compete with us. But in terms of football dysfunction, well, they, I don't even count Dan anymore because I'm assuming he's selling. Well, I hope you're right. But they, they right now lead the league in football dysfunction. They are the number one dysfunctional organization, maybe in all of sports. They are the hottest of hot messes who can't get right. Nobody there whose key card works should have it work after today. At everyone, they should just start over, wipe it clean. I don't know what they're doing or why they're trying to do it. No, they're bad at everything. I mean, they are terrible at everything that they do. Yesterday was the, the one day that was going to be productive for them. Yeah. All you have to do is show up and be normal and lose, and you get to have the number one pick. But the Jeff Saturday-led Indianapolis Colts lose to the Texans, man. <laughs> they found a way, didn't they? 32-31 to 31 the final, and Houston by way of winning, loses out on the number one pick. And by the way, good for Lovey Smith to just give him a middle finger on his way out the door. Yeah, seriously. I mean, he already knew he's out, obviously. He knows he's being fired, so he goes, oh, I'm being fired, huh? Two-point conversion. Let's get this. You have the number two pick. Kick every rock. 100%. And by all accounts, a good dude. I, but, I, you know, I'm with you in the sense that who's, who's you know, beating down Lovey's door for him to be a head coach in the NFL at this stage? But if you're going to fire somebody after a year, you shouldn't have hired him in the first place. We learned that with Nathaniel Hackett. We learned that with uh, Urban Meyer. We learned that, I think, here with, with Lovey Smith and, I guess, David Culley the year before him. But just a, a, it's bizarre. It's actually up to now, I think, 11 times since 2010 that a coach has been one and done in the NFL. Is it really that many? Yeah. Isn't that nuts? That's, that is nuts. I was looking at Houston's the list got today. Four. <laughs> uh, by the way, kidding. Dan Snyder, speaking of him, I was, we were just mentioning him earlier in the segment, and what I think he's selling. He was not at the stadium yesterday. This was supposed to be maybe his last game ever as owner, and yet he wasn't even at FedEx Field. There was a time in his ownership group where the idea that he wouldn't be at a game was unheard of. 
If you go back years ago, he was not only at every game, but he was front and center. He's on the field. He's in his box. He's on TV. And he's all over the place. To my knowledge, based on the little, um, I would say, op- observing that I did, I don't think he was at the Browns game either, uh, unless I missed something. I'm pretty sure he was not at the Browns game, which would mean he wasn't at either of the last two. Maybe those aren't the only two of the season, but that is a tell in some way that something is going on here, that there is some tomfoolery afoot because he used to be at every single game all the time. And it also kind of gives more, maybe to my theory, some credence, Danny. Mm -hmm. People say, oh, he loves this. He's not going to give it up. It's all he's got. He loved owning the Redskins. That's right. I don't know how much he loves owning the Commanders. I'm not saying he doesn't love it. He might. I just know that he was a diehard Redskins fan as a kid, that he didn't want to change the name, that he's still mad that they changed the name. And what I don't know is, does he love owning the Commanders as much as he loves owning the Redskins? Because if he's at a point where he doesn't even need to go to games anymore, that might be telling in some way. Like That is worth just – if everything's an M&M it's that you put point, into the, to the scale, exactly. we need to throw another M&M in the scale. We, all we're doing is looking for meaning. I mean, if, if you're like me and skeptical that this, you know, this Bond villain is all of a sudden just admitting defeat, then you, look, you interpret it one way. If you see the signs, which probably the signs are towards him moving on and being an England resident and, and selling this thing to the highest bidder and it's all getting done fairly quickly and expedited – then you, you see something in this as well. But, yeah, I, that's unfathomable that we're here. I mean, think of each milestone, each little beat that we've gotten to where you go, hey, this is unusual. This is, there's no precedent here. There's nothing to this. And now you look back at the road we've traveled, the idea that in the final game of the season against the Dallas Cowboys, Dan Snyder wouldn't be in a suite eating meatballs out of a Redskins slash WFT slash Commander's Crock-Pot. There's no way. Did we just find out me and Dan are best friends? Does all he want to do is eat meatballs out of a crock pot and watch football? He's a, he's Those re- are my two favorite well, things. Well, you remember that thing, that Redskins crock pot? Right around the time he did that, that awkward thing where he's like, I am wearing exercise clothes. Here are my shoes. Look at these. Remember that picture that was, that was on the I've internet a lot? I've seen the picture. Yeah. So that was around the time what people noticed, like the Redskins crock pot. Uh, in his suite. I think that came out in like a Mike Wise story or some point about meatballs out of a crock pot. It might have. I don't know. I, nothing matters. Uh, one other firing, Cliff Kingsbury. And I thought this was pretty obvious. Rightfully so, yeah. And if you've been watching Hard Knocks, you knew this was coming. But Cliff Kingsbury out in Arizona. Steve Kime, their GM, has stepped down, which means that uh, their owner, Michael Bidwell, I believe is his name, is going to have to hire a new GM who will hire a new head coach. And if they could get out of the Kyler Murray contract right now, I'm sure they would do that too. Uh, sadly for him, he's going to be overcoming a, a torn ACL. But that entire offseason, I've said this a million times, it made no sense. Kime, as a GM, was on thin ice. They extended him. Kingsbury, who... Yes, they got to the playoffs, they won 11 games, but had not really proven anything. Got an extension. And then Murray, after an entire offseason of former players, teammates of his, and people around the team saying, this guy, there's red flags, there's all kinds of alarms sounding. I'm not sure if this is a guy that you want leading your Fortune 500 company. They give him all the money and make him promise to study and do his homework. And then when they got caught, they had to take that out. They're like, no, we totally believe in it, we love him. It was a bunch of weird... Retaliatory is not the right word, but it, it like a reactionary sort of deals where you go, oh, yeah? Well, we're actually stable. Watch how stable I am. And then they do these unstable things, right, where they extend three guys that are, that are tenuous. So I've got right now, top of my head, tell me if I'm missing anything, five openings in the NFL at head coach, Colts, Broncos, Panthers, and now Cardinals and Texans added to it. 
Assuming interim guys don't get gigs. That's the full list. Right, yeah. Now, I'll bet anybody a dollar. Uh, you, want, you want in on this? I'll bet you a dollar Jeff Saturday gets the Colts job. Everyone thinks I'm crazy because they're like, how could he get that job? Look at what he just did. And to that I would say, excuse me, were you born yesterday? That dummy got the job the first time. He didn't deserve it then either. He's still the drinking bunny of the owner, isn't he? They're still pounding some brewskis, right? Hmm. I think Jeff Saturday gets that job. I don't think I'm taking that bet. I want my dollar. I'm going to keep it. So you think he is too? I think there's a decent chance he does. Well, it's just my favorite thing. When I say this, everyone thinks acts like I'm an idiot. And, yes, there should be no chance that Jeff Saturday is retained as a head coach. Obviously. That goes without saying. But people are acting like he ever belonged coaching the first time. Uh-huh. As if anything matters to Jim Irsay other than does he like Jeff Saturday, which is the entire point. He went 1-7, by the way, down the stretch with some of the biggest collapses and embarrassing losses in the history of the league. Should be a no-brainer. I'm not sure if it's going to be a no-brainer. You want my buck, Danny? No. You, I think we'll hold on to each other's dollars. Wait, my own dollar. Whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, the, there's a great line in both the movie Unforgiven and The Wire. Deserve ain't got nothing to do with it. Right. Like, he didn't deserve it. Yeah, yeah and that's kind of <laughs> where I'm at. Keep telling me whether or not Jeff Saturday should be retained. Yeah. Let's have a nice conversation about how he got that job the first time. Grant and Danny on the fan. We're about 20 minutes from the Beltway Blitz. We're an hour and 20 away from Jay Gruden when he get his eval on Sam Howell. We got a double play. More of your thoughts on a 20-point commander's beatdown of the Cowboys. It's a victory Monday. Grant and Danny live from Buffalo Wild Wings. One final time, we are in Falls Church. Stop by and say what's up. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Back at Buffalo Wild Wings in Falls Church on Leesburg Pike. We're Grant and Danny, and this is the Fan Blitz today with Dave Johnson on the Wizards, Mike Vogel on the Capitals. Got to win yesterday the return of Nicholas Backstrom and Tom Wilson on the same day in the same game. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Scott Abraham 
on the Commanders coming up in our Beltway Blitz as well. It is time quickly for our double play. Brought to you by GovSmart, intelligent IT solutions for government. Visit GovSmart.com. Mention it already a little bit, GP, but yesterday, one of the worst traffic situations on a weekend I've ever experienced in this area that's known for its traffic. Absolutely staggering. We passed by it on the way to our friend's house for a kind of a little mid-morning post-holiday uh, brunch kind of party situation. The whole family went. We saw the husk of that tractor trailer on 495 that was burned out. Road was entirely closed. Paramedics on the scene. Really, really scary stuff as the firefighters were shooting the hose at the thing to put wow. out the flames. But it caused a cascading effect around the whole region trying to get in and out of D.C. It was an absolute gong show. Hours and hours and hours in the car yesterday for what should have been about a 20-minute trip. That's nuts. Yeah. Uh, I guess mine, slightly sports-related, had a good tailgate yesterday. Last game of the season, so I joined the wife and her crew at the tailgate. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Had some buddies come. We did Mission Barbecue Cater. We had a little generator going to keep everything oh, hot. Some crock right. pots. Uh, there was chips. There was dip. There were two TVs to watch football. And there was a solo stove with wood and fire. What do you use to watch the games like on the TVs? Like, how do you do Is there like a Roku stick or a fire stick or something uh, like that? I, would ima- I mean, you can now do, like, DirecTV is wireless, stuff uh-huh. like that. Oh, I wow. would imagine people, like, are, were logging into apps for their DirecTV and everything. I wasn't on TV duty. I was on solo stove and fire duty. But, yeah, it was a really good setup. It was a great way to watch the game. We were not alone. There were a lot of people out in the parking lot doing that. Uh, and it was good vibes at FedEx Field before kickoff for a Week 18 game in a lost season. So, uh, kudos to and tip of the cap to all the fans that showed up yesterday and were loud and Hope you got, you got to sing and serenade some na-na-na-na, hey-hey, goodbye to the Cowboys fans. Always fun. Uh, so many were. Let's go to Will in Stafford on Grant and Danny wants to hop in on G&D. What's up, Will? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call, man. Hey, buddy. Uh, I just want to say, man, I, I like uh, Danny Johnson played another great game, man. I'm, I, I think he's definitely a, uh, an important piece of secondary going forward, man. He uh, he played outstanding. You know, he's really come on. Uh as far as how, man, uh, again, I'm tired of retread quarterbacks. I mean, you're going to blow out your cap space to bring in, what, Carr, Garoppolo, or maybe Geno Smith. I'm tired of that notion. Uh, you got Howell on the cheap. I mean, you know, the draft, maybe you get, what, Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. Maybe Hooker falls to the second or third round because he's injured. I mean, uh, forecasting, I think, how's your best option? I mean, I wish, I almost wish they would have been out of contention maybe three or four weeks ago and you would have played him. But real quick, I'll say as far as going forward with the team, man, I mean, it, if the team's going to be sold, if it's already – if he's got somebody in line to buy, why, why go with this notion where you can't fire Rivera? I mean, bring in – got Shane Steichen in Philly. You've got D'Amico Ryans. You've got Ken Dorsey. You've got these young, energetic guys ready to roll. Can him. Scott Turner should have been fired for pitching Jonathan Williams on a fourth and one when Robinson's on the bench. I mean, it's like putting a beef Wellington in the oven and taking it out before it's done and throwing it on the counter. I'm just tired of the stoic fossil with his arms crossed. Thanks, guys. First of all, great Beef Wellington reference, working in an offensive coordinator failings. That's something. Anytime you can discuss Wellington Castillo on this show, I'm happy about it. Uh, The owner of the team is not going to pay out an entire staff of people on his way out. The only way you're making wholesale or major or any kind of notable changes, I think, in a mass way, is if there's a new owner coming in here. And, and short of that happening in really short order, you can't do it. If the owner is going to be taking over or calling the shots as of March or something like that, you can't just find coordinators and coaches. It's over by then. Five teams have hired the top five options. It's, it's not worth it. 
But I will tell you right now, if you're going into a potential lame duck season, I'm not allowing this staff to draft another quarterback. So if they want Anthony Richardson, let's say, out of Florida at 16, they don't get to do that. Right. Uh, What I haven't decided is, should they be allowed to go get another veteran quarterback? I could tell you that my preference would be, I need to know the price tags before I make a definitive decision on this, but what I would most likely do is ride with Howe and someone on the cheap. Last year it was the Andy Dalton-Mitch Trubisky pool. This year it'll be some like similar guys, honestly. Yeah, the same guy. But maybe you could throw Jacoby Brissett in there or something, and uh-huh. you could bring like that guy in as your backup and have Hal presumably as your starter or those two guys compete. Like, I am much more inclined to do that, not because I think it sounds like a lot of people have decided that Sam Howell's a Hall of Famer all of a sudden, and congratulations, you got a Hall of Famer. That's fun. Patrick Mahomes 2.0 is here in Washington. I'm not on that boat yet, but I'm just – I'm more okay, I think, being bad next year if it is a lame duck year for Means Rivera yeah. than most people. What I refuse to continue to do is run this hamster wheel of mediocrity. I'm just not going to keep doing that. And to go get Jimmy Garoppolo to help me spin in another circle guarantees you that spot again. Doesn't really interest me. Welcome back to eight and eight and one. You know, you might win one more, might lose one more, but it's similar. I mean, it looks like next next year on paper. It's obviously very early, but the schedule looks arduous in terms of the, the opponents that we know about. So. Yeah, I mean, to me, there is a, a fork in the road, and they've chosen neither for the last three seasons. Right. Right, to kind of go with the, well, we'll stay where we are, stay where we are. You either need to go full in where you draft one of these guys to try to figure it out, or you get lucky and hope that, you know, uh, a Tom Brady-like situation, a Hall of Famer that becomes disgruntled is available. Not very likely. I think if I was running this show, I would try to get creative with Carr maybe and say, other teams are going to be offering you more money, but I'll give you three years guaranteed at 25 per. You know, the Cousins contract where he got 28, three straight years by the Vikings, fully guaranteed. I would do something like that, like three and 75. Your cap number's 25 each of the three years, and every penny in the deal is guaranteed. And if, if you can get him at a discount doing something like that, I'm interested. If you're going to be paying over $30 million or close to $40 million, no, that, that's not the game I'm playing. And that was where his cap number was headed in Vegas. The difference is, obviously, he just had the worst year of his career and got benched. But I got to know what the cost is for Carr and for some of these other available QBs before I decide that I'm definitely going to just roll with Sam Howell next year. But it is not crazy to say that trying the Howell and the the fill-in-the-blank Andy Dalton-ish type quarterback next season is a better way forward than doing what they did last offseason because we just saw what it looks like. It blew up in their face, and it could very easily explode again. And you don't want to be left holding that firework when it happens. Grant and Danny on the fan. Let's go blitzing next. Jay Gruden in one hour right here on G&D. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.